0: Now, you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And pride bets with my man, Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now, wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense, and you sound silly as hell. Good morning. Good morning, 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 good people. Yes, Migos getting us straight this morning, August 1st, Monday, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, we are appreciative, man. This is going to be a big sports show, big sports day as the world awaits for the news. Deshaun Watson. We're going to figure out today what's going on with Deshaun Watson. We've got a 2023 early mock draft we want to take a look at. We got training camps, news, nodes, buzz, this, that, all types of stuff. For you today on this show, but we have to start off with the biggest news story in the sports world—the passing of Boston Celtics legend Bill Russell, the greatest champion in sports history. Uh, The list of accomplishments for Bill Russell, uh, honestly, there's there's nothing there's nothing that even compares. You look at him, eleven-time NBA champion you know all-star uh, just what he did to to revolutionize and change uh, the game of basketball you know he was a part of so many historic milestones for african american basketball players athletes a lot of people today uh, talk about activism and and civil rights and bill russell was was one of the individuals who epitomized that and you know put his his actions were his, uh, his words were. So, for somebody just this accomplished, and, and what I appreciate the most about Bill Russell is he lived all the way until he wasn't, right? You saw him every all star game, slam dunk competitions, sporting events. He was everywhere, just lived life to the fullest. It blows my mind, Jay. And I don't know if, if, if you had known, if you knew this before, but player coach. Won eight straight titles, and he had two titles as player coach at 33 years old, following up Red Auerbach, one of the greatest coaches in NBA history. Uh, Just what he did on and off the court, absolute legend. Uh, He will be missed. Rest in paradise, Mr. Bill Russell. All right, Jay, what's going down, man? How you doing this morning, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm
1: good. Uh, Very well said about Bill Russell. Like you talk about, Um, so many great accolades, such a great dude. Um, Finals MVP award will be honored by his name and wear his name probably forever. Um, So that's, I think, one of the things the NBA has done to carry on his legacy. But uh, super sad to see Bill Russell go one of those guys that doesn't matter how long, you watch the NBA, you know Bill Russell. No matter how old you are, you know who Bill Russell is. There's yeah. a reason for that. Um, but I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, a lot of big news today. Watson, obviously, still the biggest one. Waiting for that news to drop. Scrolling Twitter aggressively, <laughs> uh, trying to find it first. You know, we want we wanted to do break it on the show. We want to talk about it yeah. here. Um, but that NFLPA statement is uh, interesting. But I'll yeah. let you say good morning to the people. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Let
0: me let me say good morning to the people real quick because we got a lot of people in the building man it is the chat is going down i see ricardo in the middle of the building good morning ricardo tommy adam marlin in the building brandon joe What's up, Joe? Ray's just watching the chat right now. Nah, man, I'm I'm chilling. I'm chilling. How you doing, Joe? Good morning, Eric, Lindsey, Matt, Cody in the building. Five Star, Pete, Gretchen. Good morning to you, uh, Lindsey, Matt, Ty, Matt Bruning. I saw um, I saw my boy Cody Carpentier in the building. Fizzle dollars, man. It's good. And if you're new to the channel, welcome, man. This is the Wake Up Show. We have a good time on this show. Talk sports, mainly football, college, and NFL, but talk talk about a little bit of everything. And uh, Jay has got uh, some news that we've got to get into. So let's go ahead and get Jay Rich up here because we, we've we got so much to get through and we are probably going to run long today. We want to be here live as the Deshaun Watson news breaks. We've got 2023 uh, mock draft to take a look at. So let's uh, let's get it with the news right now. Jay Rich, let's go, baby.
1: This is Straight Facts, and I bring you nothing but. But we're here to talk news today. We're starting with Deshaun Watson's suspension. Now, it was reported yesterday that Deshaun Watson's suspension is going to be settled some point today. People say 9 a.m. Eastern time. We're hoping for that so we can break it on the show. But the biggest story this morning was actually that Deshaun Watson settled three more cases against him this morning. And one of the biggest cases was the settlement of Ashley Solis, who was actually the first plaintiff who went after Deshaun Watson in these court cases. So this is a big report. You know, There's only one more pending case right now, civil suit to be settled. And so three of them more have been settled now with Solis being the biggest one. And uh Watson's lawyer also said that she was one of the biggest cases that they wanted to settle. So this is pretty big news on top of the report. Also coming that there was potential settlement talks between the NFL and Deshaun Watson's camp. Deshaun Watson and the NFLPA only wanted to do six to eight games, but the NFL wanted at least 12 games with a very heavy fine of eight plus million dollars. I don't know how that plays into potentially what's going to be reported today for the neutral arbitrator, but We'll see what happens. Then obviously the NFLPA released a statement saying that they hope the NFL honors the the suspension by the arbitrator. So there's a lot of things in play with Deshaun Watson's suspension that we're going to get into today. And hopefully we get the news break so we can talk about it some more. But a lot of moving parts, even till today, August 1st, um, start of August. You know, we have NFL football for once this week between the Jaguars and the Raiders in the Hall of Fame game. So there's a lot of things happening and a lot of things still to figure out. But Watson's still the biggest news, in my opinion, in the NFL period, um, regardless of what happened this offseason. Orlando Brown reported to Chiefs training camp today. Robert Griffin third reported that he's going to be back in training camp and playing under the franchise tag. So great for Patrick Mahomes to get his left tackle back. And then as well, Ray, your Dallas Cowboys were named the most valuable sports franchise in, in I think, in period, $7.64 billion, almost $2 billion more than the Rams at $5.91 billion. A little shocking. Even as big as the Dallas Cowboys are, i surprised they're that valuable from a monetary standpoint. And then apparently there was this event called SummerSlam this weekend. I don't know, Ray, you threw this into the dock. Some guy named Ric Flair returned to the ring. He actually broke a record for being the oldest wrestler of all time. He's 100 years old. He looked like he got beat in the face. Now, I'm assuming the blood was fake. He got his last match. He won. It was great. People were excited. It was all over Twitter. Of course, I didn't watch it. Pat McAfee, the greatest showman in sports, apparently killed it at SummerSlam, according to the Bird app. Because, again, I didn't. I didn't actually watch it. And Roman Reigns. Apparently won the title, retained his title, won the title. I don't know. He was kind of crying. He had the belts up in the air. So I assume he won. I didn't, again, I don't I don't know. I, I think that he won. The picture said, I don't, I'm assuming he won. But, Ray, did I miss anything in regards to SummerSlam? I know that Logan Paul was there. I don't know if, you know, did Gronk show up for this one? I'm not so listen, sure. Did I miss listen, anything
0: here? I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man. Wrestling was a big part of my upbringing, man. I mean, I'm watching. It's back when it was WWF and WCW. Wednesdays was WCW. You knew Monday Night Raw. Like, you knew these things were going to happen. So to see Ric Flair have his last dance, I mean, you know, again, doing what you love, man. Doing doing what you love until you can't do it anymore. And it's funny, even with this show, man, like, I was excited as hell going to bed last night because I couldn't wait to get up and and get on here and talk to you and talk to the people about sports, man. So, yes, this was a big deal. Ric Flair, his final match. I mean, he's literally been wrestling since when I was a kid, man, like 30 years. Yeah, he's like 77 Uh, or something. Pat McAfee McAfee was the GOAT. And um, Logan Paul, say what you want about him. He looked the part. Like, he looks like he can be... A good wrestler for for some time. The B is technically sound as he was this you know early in his career. Very impressed with one of the Paul brothers, man. They're doing their damn thing. Uh, But as you talked about the Deshaun Watson news is what we're waiting for, and uh, you know there's a lot of a lot of speculation out here now that he's got these cases settled. uh, We should hear something this morning. Where are you at? Let's go. Best prediction: What happens to Deshaun Watson? How many games does he get?
1: I think he gets an eight-game suspension. I think that six is a little bit too light. I think he's probably going to get half the season. Um, Well, in this case now, a little bit less than half the season because it's eight games. I don't think he sees a nine or ten-game suspension. I think eight is probably what he'll get. Is it fair? No, but I think it's just what he's going to get. I don't think he's going to get a season-long suspension. You see the settlement talks were at 12 and six to eight, so you have to imagine the arbitrator is going to be somewhere in the middle, right? They wouldn't have been talking about that if it wasn't a possibility, so I think that somewhere right around there is more than fair. Where are you at? What do you think Deshaun Watson gets today?
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six games, and I've literally got the TV on in front of me, and they're saying <laughs> ruling by 9 a.m. Eastern time. I, I oh think he's buddy. gonna get. I think he's gonna get six. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, I think he's gonna get six, but this is. I mean, this is the big domino to drop, and it's funny because you know uh, we we've been. It's actually not funny, but you, you see the him at Cleveland Browns practice, and no one's yeah. booing. No one's booing. Everyone's happy. He's playing football. He's that's, throwing the ball.
1: That's a bad look, man. Not for Cleveland Browns yeah. fans, but just the it's the idea that if you're this good, regardless, we'll, we'll what excuse you've whatever. Done. Yeah, yes, and we'll still cheer for you. We'll still root for you. And I, I mean, I get it. The Browns they need a quarterback, and they've needed a the quarterback for a long time. But it's it's definitely sad to see the cheers and all this stuff and it's like there's still yeah, that's all no these di- issues it's, but it's, it's just no different the than of the
0: shit that just happens in the world in general you know like that yeah, what's what's true. the difference between Deshaun Watson and some of these other jokers we see from uh you know movie stars musicians politicians yep. but it it unfortunately yeah when you've got money and stature and power it gives you the leeway and I don't know, f- flexibility, whatever you want to call it, the yeah. leash to do shit that normal people couldn't do, right? And yeah. um, that's not where we're sure. at. And as long as he's out there throwing touchdown passes for Cleveland and scoring points and leading that team to victory, I doubt anybody in Cleveland or anybody that plays fantasy football, for better or worse, are gonna will give a damn about anything that has or has not occurred um, with Deshaun Watson. But we are here, and uh, we'll talk through it as we go. But training camp, Jay, I mean, we are underway. Pads come on today. The pads are on today. So we'll really start yep. to see, you know, like who's balling and who isn't. But for for those of you out there, let me just say this. For those of y'all out there that want to poo-poo the training camp hype in the clips and, and want to be the, well, actually, it's just shorts and a T-shirt guy, we fucking know right like we know don't steal our joy don't be that individual don't be the let's put him in the hall of fame we listen we love football we haven't had football in i don't know how long so damn it let people be excited about training camp practice highlights we know that it is not indicative of what they're going to do in an actual NFL game because they'll have on pads they'll be facing better competition but let us have a let us enjoy it don't be the the thief of joy don't be the damn grinch because you just want to throw it out there that, oh, it's 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 shorts and a T-shirt. I can see that, right? Let let us be happy, God damn it Like, we want to watch football. We want to see football. So let us be happy. Now, uh, some big takeaways that I've, I've noticed and I'm paying attention to, Jay, and I want to get your thoughts on. MT, Michael Thomas, Saints in general, man. Um, Olave's looking good. Looks like Winston's playing well. And the big thing is Michael Thomas is back. I mean, they're saying no limitations, jumping off the screen with his routes. He's been a standout, right? So Michael Thomas this year, what are your say? We kind of talked about this a little bit, and a lot of people in the chat, ah, he might, he maybe gets 1,000 yards. He's not the future. Just where are you at this season with Michael Thomas? You're talking about redraft, dynasty, just in general with MT this season.
1: I'm in, man. I'm, I'm I'm in on Michael Thomas. You know, I've talked about, I think people should be training for him. If you can get him for like a second round pick and you think it's going to be late, I think it's worth it. I just think the upside is there. A guy who's been a top receiver in the league before, yes, it wasn't with Jameis Winston, but at the end of the day, if he's getting open, Jameis is going to get him the ball. We've seen Jameis Winston support Number one wide receivers before a wide receiver one. So I'm not worried about him at all in the slightest. It just comes down to is can he be healthy for the whole season? And if you can do that, I think most people can agree he has a wide receiver one ceiling and he's being drafted as what a wide receiver 30, wide receiver 40. So to me, that's worth the risk. And I get he's older, but if you're competing and you're trying to win, that's a move you make. If you're not competing, then of course you're not looking at Michael Thomas. But if you have him, don't just sell him for nothing. Maybe you want to sell him for a first. I get it, but I still think he's worth it if you're trying to make a playoff push. I'm in on Michael Thomas, and I still think Crystal Ave is still pretty valuable on top of that.
0: Um, yep. Allen Robinson, another veteran wide receiver, Jay, that the hype is completely justified. Uh, Austin Gale from PFF said that he talked with Ram co- head coach, uh, quarterback coach Zach Robinson a lot about Allen Robinson after practice yesterday. The entire team, players and coaches are, in quotes, fucking stoked to use him create- yeah. as, creatively, as creatively as creatively as possible and really feed him the ball. The hype is very much real on A Robin. Every damn training camp highlight pass that I see it in the Cooper cup. And I'm not concerned. We know Cooper cup is going to do his thing, but it's the Allen Robinson diving in the end zone for catches over the shoulder downfield. Again, prospects, you see they're, they're the sponsors and partners of this show. They've got his over under projected yards at 850 and a half Jay, 850 and a half for Allen Robinson this year. in the books, to be fair, the books have him at about 825 I, I yeah. think this is comeback player of the year range for a Rob. They're gonna. It's a good offense. Going to be a good team. Maybe. Will a wide receiver win comeback player of the year? I, I don't know. I don't know. He's got some other Still some kind of a copy. QB
1: defensive player yeah, award, right? Kind
0: of a QB defensive player award. I probably wouldn't put money on that. But Allen Robinson, the connection with Matt Stafford, and now with everything going on with Van Jefferson, apparently his knee isn't right. I don't know if you saw that, but Van Jefferson's knee is, like, not okay. We already think about the Rams as a consolidated passing attack, just going to Cup, the number two, Tyler Higbee, and the number three in the running back. Without Van Jefferson, this should just elevate A-Rob and Cooper Cup even more so, right? You know, we keep saying there's no way Cooper Cup can repeat the level of production that he had last year, and maybe he won't replicate that one for one, but, man... I want him and Allen Robinson. I want both of those guys quite badly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, Allen Robinson should be great. And I think that the Van Jefferson piece is pretty big, right? He's really been the guy who can stretch the field for them. You know, they thought maybe Tutu Atwell could be that guy, but Van just took that role. He's big, he's strong, he runs pretty good routes. He's, he's got agility that can make guys miss in space. And so I think that that's a big factor for the offense. But to your point about the target consolidation, it's going to go all to Cup and yep. all to A-Rob. And I think I just look at it like this, man. If you're looking at an offense that was great in the past, It's not quite the same archetype of players, but we've seen seasons where Cooper Cup and Robert Woods have both had 1,000 yards in a season or very close to it, right? And I think we're going to see the same thing this year. Top two guys are going to use them in space all over the field, score lots of touchdowns, very creative on offense. I mean, 1,000 yards should be not where the line is but probably where we should be projecting him to get to and i think that it's very realistic for Allen robinson to do that this year i think the most interesting part is going to be the touchdowns right cooper cup's been the end zone guy but i still think that you know with Allen robinson's size and his ability they're going to be using him a lot in the red zone not that it's going to take away from cooper cup but maybe a little bit for what we see as a touchdown ceiling for Allen robinson maybe a little bit higher than we're suspecting you know all these packages the creativeness how they plan on using these guys a rob could be really good in the red zone and score a ton of fantasy points for us this year and it's one of the reasons why i think both both of us were on him a long time ago talking about how we think he has a really good ceiling and he's being drafted a little bit lower. If you got him and Matt Stafford, man, that's a, it's pretty good stack. Even when you think about not having cup on that lineup, it's uh it's going to be a fruitful position this year to have Alan Robinson on your team. But the question is, Ray is, would you sell him at some point if the value gets too high?
0: It's coming Marcus. Don't you worry. Marcus said I'm 19 minutes late. How many times has Ray said London this morning? Not once, but it's coming big dog. Um, what was the question, Jay? My bad, bro. I got distracted.
1: Just about was there? Would there be a point? Do you think that you would sell Allen Robinson if the value got of course. too high? Because he's on yeah. a three-year deal. Yeah, right? I'll sell anybody. And so yes, because he's low right now. But I think there could be a point where he's so good that people are like, "Oh, he's going to be the best, whatever." And, and yeah. so I'm curious if that if that does kind of go too far. And I'm excited to see what happens though. But Allen Robinson, I think, still at value right now. Ooh, is they saying is that, is that legit Uh-oh. in the chat? Is it is, is it legit, legit or is this
0: fake news? All right, oh, no. All right, okay. We have the uh, we have the oh uh, no we have the uh, is this official Jay? It's official. It official.
1: As of forty seconds ago, let's let's give Rap Sheet a shout out.
0: All right, here we go. It is official. Officially six games. Official. Deshaun Watson confirmed six games. Deshaun Watson uh, confirmed. All right, Jay. Go go ahead while I while I look for graphics. Just initial reaction. <laughs> initial reaction.
1: Man, I It sucks, man. It just it doesn't feel like enough. It just doesn't. Um I'm sure they saw a lot of testimonies, she read Sue Robinson read a lot of stuff. Um man, I don't know. If you got Deshaun Watson, you should be hella excited. Like all other stuff aside, This is why I think all of us, you know, in the fantasy community, we've been talking about Deshaun Watson for a long time, why we think he's a top five quarterback. (sighs) He should be pretty damn good this year. And only be spending six games is great for people who have him, and it's great for the Browns. You know, the Browns have been waiting for this decision for how long? I think this makes their job of what they do at quarterback a lot easier. I think you just roll into the season with Jacoby Brissett. And if it was me, man, I think you're just, you're ready to go. You know, it's, it, it's August 1st. Sean Watson's going to be at training camp today. The Browns were off yesterday. Going to get a ton of questions at Browns camp today. But at the end of the day, this is what, this is what Sue Robinson recommended. It is not the actual suspension, right? That is important, important to point out. He has not been suspended six games. She recommended six. That's the suspension.
0: recommendation. Okay. So yes. how does that, do, she, I have no clue. How does that work? Uh, they recommended and Goodell is the one who... Goodell, I believe,
1: up- still has final say, right? So he can still say... You know, Sue Robinson recommended six games, but we're going to give him eight games because we feel like he did more than she did, blah, blah, whatever. So there is still the possibility that he gets more games than that, and that's why the NFLPA put out a statement yesterday saying they hope the NFL goes with her decision and doesn't try to go their own route with his suspension. So if he does get six games, which is not official yet, um, that would be great news for the Browns. Great news for fantasy owners who have Deshaun Watson because six games is nothing in a 17 game ski season. And especially more importantly, you have him for the final stretch of the season, which is when you really need your quarterback to be your best player.
0: Yeah, man. Um, uh, we, we said six, eight, 10, 12, wasn't a year. Some people said two years. Um, if I'm Deshaun, I just, I wouldn't even appeal it, but if he does, is there a chance this gets reduced to four? Is this a chance this gets reduced to two games?
1: Um, uh, I doubt it goes beyond that, right? Yeah, because if no, you if you if, yeah. he, if he gets eight games, you'd appeal to get down to six because there was already someone who did the exhaustive research to right. come up with a suspension, right? So I doubt a judge would overturn and undermine all of that information but maybe they would i'm not too sure and so i think that's kind of the reason why she was in there right people talking about big ben got six games for what he did but again watson seemingly much worse than what we've seen so far but six games is definitely a little bit light in my opinion well, for watson uh, listen we didn't I'm- expect this season but you know precedent maybe says that it's six and so if that's what precedent says then maybe that's just what they're willing to go with
0: well, I'm seeing some people in the chat say that the NFLPA has already said that if it were si- if it's six games, they will not appeal the suspension. So it looks like uh, the Browns will be without their $230 million quarterback for a couple of weeks, and he will be mm-hmm. playing football here in 2022. So for those people from a fantasy perspective, if you had him and you held him or you traded for him or you acquired him, good for you. Uh, he's, you know— arguably one of the best quarterbacks. At least last time we saw him on the field, he was a top two, top three at worst quarterback in the NFL. Uh, this is, you know, good news for Amari Cooper. And as I'm watching uh, ESPN right now does uh, it, the breaking news thing, Deshaun Watson suspended six games for the personal conduct policy. We'll, we're not going to dive into all the 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 more. We're not going to dive into that. Uh, you know, he, he did not. He did not. Is not charged criminally. Uh, he settled his cases. Yeah, as I've said, probably a certified creep. Uh, seems a little odd to do some of the things that he did as you know a, a player of power and stature. But this is what it is, right? So we got the we got the resolution we're looking for. Or at least we got a resolution to the Deshaun Watson saga. It is over. This has been going on for way too long. I'm glad that we don't have to. What's going to happen with Watson? Now you can just talk about him on the field, right? When he gets on the field, week seven, week eight, whenever that may be. Uh, You know, once they get to throw him out there, it should be good things for the Cleveland Browns football team. But there we go. Deshaun Watson. And we still have more news because Jay... Uh, one Kenny Pickett is not looking good in training camp, apparently. And part of me is like, Shocking. no, no surprise, right? He's a rookie quarterback. Most of the times, rookie quarterbacks do struggle, but they're saying he looks real, real bad, real bad. Um, you know, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, tr- you know, Pickett is battling Rudolph for the QB3 spot, apparently. Yeah. Oh boy. What, what are your thoughts on Pickett, man? I, I, I i'm I'm not as tapped into that that Pittsburgh scene. I'm just reading what I see, right? I'm just I'm just the yeah. conduit of the news, but all reports are Kenny Pickett not looking good. I mean,
1: we weren't that in on Pickett to begin with. I think this really goes to show you that the Steelers really felt like they needed a quarterback and they felt like Kenny Pickett could be the guy. But I think the NFL got this year right and really right. You know, we were projecting three first round quarterbacks, four first round quarterbacks, maybe even five first round quarterbacks, and the NFL was like, uh. Ah. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We we don't we don't believe that. We don't think that. And everything we've seen so far backside up. And I think more so than I ever expected. You know, Malik Willis looks bad in camp. Desmond Ritter doesn't look look, doesn't look the part. And you know, we'll see what happens to Sam Howe. Matt Corral. Like, well, well, actually Matt Corral's good.
0: It's funny you bring up Corral. (laughs) It's it's funny you bring up Corral, man, because I Is there a world in which he's one of the first rookie quarterbacks on the field? And I mean Baker and Sam Darnold yeah, both I'm not saying he's gonna out I'm not saying he's gonna win that job outright. I'm not I'm not insinuating that at all. But all like you go look up Matt Corral and every report that I've seen on him has been positive. Everything that I've seen from Matt Corral has been positive. Uh we know Sam Darnold is literally a walking a trash can with arms and legs He's yeah. a trash can with arms and legs We know that. He's not good. And Baker Mayfield probably isn't... I don't know what he is. I have no clue. I, we'll
1: see. I've right? seen
0: him throw a couple of back-footed, back-leg picks, but it's practice and that shit happens. But I can see a world in which Matt Corral gets on the field. And I'm not saying he's going to mm-hmm. be some world beater. I'm not saying he's going to be some superstar, but if Carolina is... If, if they're not going to be a good football team, if they're, if they're bad, Vegas is projecting them to be bad... Uh, like, what incentive? Why not throw him out there, right? What if Matt Rule gets canned yeah. after Week Ten? It's the interim coach, and they're just like, "Fuck it, throw the kid on the field. Let's see what he can do." Um, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's you. You're right. The NFL told us when Kenny Pickett went back of the first, and everybody else was round three or round five were undrafted. Like these guys aren't very good. It's it's. It's concerning, and I saw Marcus say uh, something about Rudolph uh, Rudolph competing for the starting job. Yeah, I saw that too, and maybe, and the fact that that's even a conversation is scary, right? The fact that the conversation is Rudolph has a chance, but then there was a report that dropped yesterday that it was like Mitch's job to lose, so we'll see how that goes, but if you're in a rookie draft right now, because some people have not drafted rookies yet, believe, believe, I know that's hard to say, believe but if you're in a rookie draft right now assume super flex a lot of people were telling us you got to take kenny pickett 102 103 104 where where would you even feel like in a super flex where would you feel comfortable taking him right now
1: maybe 201 like i think i'm just willing to be wrong like i yeah I, i would it would be if if kenny pickett is good i think i'll just eat it honestly like i'm just okay, he's great. I still, I still, I still think his ceiling is what a top 16 quarterback. I don't even think he's better. I don't even know
0: about that. So,
1: so if he's, if he's a starter, okay, I'm not getting the starter value where I can trade him for a first or whatever. Like he's still a young starter, but I mean, I'm not taking him over James cook. Am I taking him over Rashad white? Maybe am I taking him over Isaiah Spiller? Who's apparently Austin Eckler's backup because he can do everything on the field. Maybe right. Like, am I taking him, over TDP maybe like there's just I, I'd again my, think over I think just, TDP,
0: but, uh, I would just but I just I'm again would I, when I rather a
1: fly running back on Pickett I don't 201 well, is probably my okay let me give you some right names now.
0: because I'm with you I think I'd be I'm fine being wrong on him if he ends up being good I'm fine like fuck it I don't care George Pickens yeah. or Kenny Pickett right now Pickens not close Sky Moore or Kenny Pickett Sky Moore, not close. okay yeah I'm giving us some some leading into it um lead, lead, who'd you say I said, "You give me some layups. Yeah, give you some layups before we get into it. Rashad White or Kenny Pickett? Rashad White. Isaiah Spiller or Kenny Pickett? Isaiah Spiller. Christian Watson or Kenny Pickett?
1: Ooh, I think it's Kenny Pickett. I think it's Kenny Pickett. It's two guys I'm out on. I don't think,
0: I don't, Dotson or Pickett? Jahan Dotson or Pickett? Dotson. Dotson. First round wide receiver is Dotson. And looking good. Too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue on it. I, I. Again, we don't want to. Let's not overreact, Jay. I'm just. I'm just based on the current but sentiment, people, right? People just, need to understand. People need to understand though. Like
1: it's. It's also a conversation of ceiling, right? And an outcome is like if he's good, we're not. We're not missing a ton, right? Like if Malik yeah. Willis was a starter and good we could be like, he could be something. Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's the cop. That's the thing, right? He can still run. He can still move. Kenny Pickett's probably not going to do a ton of that. And again, the, the thing with Pickett, that's the most frustrating is that they drafted him to be their guy. And, Now, all of a sudden, he's not looking good. That's fine. Yeah. But if he's not going to be good, it's not good for the players, and it's not good for the offense, which sucks because they have a great team and with a great quarterback, they could be unreal. Like, the quarterback mission in Pittsburgh could be unreal. So we'll see.
0: (laughs) Stop, hot rock nation. Get the hell out of here. Get we'll heck. take
1: Kenny Pickett there. Yeah, we'll but take it's, Kenny it's Pickett tough. over yeah, it's, it's probably somewhere around 203, 204, maybe. Like, it, he's not a first rounder to me anymore. There's too many guys that I like that are performing well and I think have great ceilings. I would be willing to take Pickett a little bit later. Still should probably be the first quarterback off the board. But if you are really convicted and you think someone else should be the first quarterback off the board, go for it because I don't think you're making a terrible decision. Just Pickett being a first round pick probably has the longest leash of, of the bunch for sure.
0: All right, Jay. Well, we're going to get into some training camp highlights. I need you to go do some work on the back end. The pe- the people are, the people are calling for you to do some work. So, let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and let's get you to do that and we're going to go through let's, go, let's let's put on those shorts and t-shirts and get hype, right? Let's do it. Let's let's put on the shorts and t-shirts and get hype, Jay. Let's do it. Top 5 where you get some bonus clips in here. Honorable mention, Honorable mention, Bateman. Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yes.
1: Ooh. Damn! Yes. nice contested catch, catch between two defenders. George Pickens running routes on air. Drops it. Did he? No. One-handed snag with the Sully. Number five, Traylon Burks with the body. Woo! See ya. Gone. Too big, too physical. Number mm. four, Trey Lance to Brandon Ayuk. I'm loving this play, man. Yes. Ooh, up over the defender. Ayu could be really good this year, man. I'm really excited for Ayuk. Lance obviously looking pretty good in camp. Number three unexpected bombs Tua to Tyreek Hill and in stride don't talk shit about Tua 65 yards to the house steps up in the pocket delivers a dime to Tyreek Hill Mm. loving the play there from Tua then another one unexpected bombs Jameis Winston drops back steps up to the pocket who's downfield is that Chris Olave? I
0: think so oh bang bang barbecue chicken
1: Lave could be the Uh guy. Here's your let's get it. Drake London, number Uh two, can't separate, comes back, gets it over the little boy. Easy money for Drake London. Too big, too strong. One way said, can't separate. Oh no, no, we're
0: gonna run it back. I gotta run it back. I gotta run it back, Jay. I gotta run it back. (laughs) (laughs) They said he can't separate. They said he can't. If he's even, I'm leaving. Barbecue chicken, let's go. Mama, there goes that man. Drizzy Drake, number one receiver off the board, number one wide receiver in my heart. Drizzy, <laughs> got him. Yeah, baby. Crazy. Number
1: one, TJ mm. Vasher, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, going up and getting it. We've seen this too many times with TJ Vasher, and honestly, I hope he gets some opportunity in the red zone because he is a serious threat. Um had to be number one for TJ Vasher. Dude is just a monster, yeah. in the red zone. um, loving what I'm seeing though in training camp. super exciting. Ray, how'd you feel about my top five? because you said that I missed one uh, you missed one you mi- you
0: missed one and I'm gonna put them up <laughs> because you missed one, Scott Moore. Uh, I, I got to have Scott Moore. Scott Moore should have been top five. His, his catch was nuts, Jay. I don't know how you didn't have Kansas City Chiefs. And they're saying reports about Scott Moore. As a lot of beat reporters said, Jay, that they didn't expect much from him this this fall. Yeah. Like he was a 2023 play. I've also been saying that, like uh, he's a 2023 guy. Yeah. But apparently they're like, yo, he, he might be doing work this season, Jay. He, he might be doing work this season. Did you talk about Debo Samuel? Have we even talked about no, him No, you,
1: you, you glossed over it. So when we got through the highlights, I figured we could circle back. Okay. Because Debo Samuel got his contract extension three years, $71.55 million, $58.1 million guaranteed. Basically the same contract as DK Metcalf. He does have a max of $73.5 million. Great for Debo Samuel. Great for the 49ers to finally get this deal done. Three-year extension. I believe he's a free agent at 29, so pretty good for Debo. He got the contract he wanted. He's back with IU with Kittle. Got the bag. You saw him on the new thumbnail. I'm excited, man. This is yeah. great for the offense. I, I think the biggest thing, obviously, this helps Trey Lance, right? You know, I'm I'm not super excited because. I was kind of touting Ayuk a little bit, hoping he could really be the guy, but having everybody there, the band is back together, new quarterback, probably a slightly different offense with Debo and Trey Lance in the fold, but I think this is great for the team, great for the organization, and this needed to get done. Um, Seeing the reports of all these things, of Debo unhappy, all this, that, just noise, he is back officially, and now Deontay is on his own island of not getting paid. Probably he's, the uh, the worst thing that I've, that I've seen the, from all these guys. He's
0: the only one of the like receivers from that class. Was it the 2019 class that has yet yeah. to been paid? Uh, A.J. Yeah. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, D.J. Moore. Everyone's got the yeah. bag. Deontay Johnson. And it's just standing there saying, what about me? What about me? The fact that George Pickens is looking as good as he is. I you know, yep. I'm not saying you replace Deontay 1 for 1 with a GP, uh but he's looking good, man. GP's looking good. Uh but yeah, that's 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 good for San Francisco. There's reports that Trey Lance has been kind of up and down, up and down. are you worried about Trey? And, like uh, not really. There's, there's not for fantasy. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for fantasy he's going to be great, right? He should be. Yeah,
1: like you said, 500 yard rushing, rushing floor in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. I think he's going to be good. But from an actual football standpoint, I think we'll have to wait till we actually see it. Right? I'm not going to judge his processing ability and what he does w- with his reads in practice. You just you can't do that. We're not watching him actually reading against real defenses necessarily. It's tough to judge these things when you're not there watching him play in full. You can look at his completion percentage. Okay, Jalen Hurts is 60%. Trey Lance 65. Who cares at the end of the day? Like some of these guys are going to be good. Some of them are going to be okay some are going to be bad. Until we see them on the field, I don't really care so much because they could be completely different when the games and the lights ultimately turn on. I'm not super worried about him as a player. I hope, though, that the 49ers can really figure something out because they have just so much talent on this team now with Trey Lance to kind of unlock what could be the potential of this offense. The deep passing game can hopefully flourish now with Trey Lance at the helm if he's accurate and he's making the right reads and throwing the ball on time. They could be deadly. And so I think from that standpoint, they could be do you think they could be a top five offense this year? Who? In the NFL? The Niners.
0: I don't know. I don't know. You don't think... To- I- I'm I thinking they're dark horse I mean, for top know. five,
1: but they, could, they, they should be really good. Like I didn't even mention Elijah Mitchell, who's also a very competent, well-rounded running back in his own right. So yeah. I think there's a lot of things to like here, but Lance, I'm not worried about today. When the lights come on and we see him play, we'll see, and I'll judge him based off that. I'm not going to judge him too much based off
0: training camp. Yeah. All right. You ready for a mock? I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. We got got a mock up. We got a mock. We're going to look at my my counterpart, Kyle Krabs, over at the Draft Network. He's got a new mock draft that dropped today, version one. And if you're not familiar with TDN and what they do, uh, we are degenerate drafts. People. I mean, it's draft 24 7. They're covering every damn position from long snapper to uh, interior defensive tackle, uh, slot cornerback, everything. And they put in a ton of work. Uh, The scouts, Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, uh, Keith, Damian Parson, Brantley. They've done a great job of, of putting together tiers and a top 100 list. The top 100 list just dropped. And they got a new mock draft. And it's interesting that we see the Giants. Uh, on the uh, <laughs> on the thumbnail oh, of this new mock draft because, one, Daniel Jones apparently is looking awful as well. Just some awful quarterbacks in the NFL right now, Jay. And I think it would be a good roll-in to maybe some potential fallout from this season. But let's go through Mm -hmm. the fantasy relevant players. Like if you want to look at the whole mock, see who's 101, 102, et cetera, et cetera, go to DraftNetwork.com. We'll link the article. Jay, let's get the article linked in the YouTube description so you can go right over there and check that out. But let's just talk about a way too early 2023 Mock draft from Kyle Krabs. Uh, Shout out Kyle at Grinding the Tape on Twitter. And how would we react in uh, for fantasy football purposes if these landing spots were to come to fruition? So, uh, at number four, they have Kyle has the Carolina Panthers uh, picking number four overall, and this is all based on Super Bowl odds. Right, teams with the worst Super Bowl odds to the best uh, because we don't have any kind of schedules or rankings or anything like that so number four the carolina panthers select their quarterback of the future which will not be matt corral unfortunately and they go with cj stroud the quarterback out of the ohio state university at pick five number five overall the new york football giants select. Their version of Josh Allen, aka Will Nasty, Will Levis, the quarterback Ooh. out of Kentucky, sort of uh, Josh Allen esque skill set there with Will Levis, the arm, the size, the rushing mobility, and Daniel Jones is awful. He's he is awful. So they need to find an upgrade, and when you've got a new coach in place with his new players you better believe all that shit they're talking about trying to fix daniel jones and we're going to ride with daniel jones they have an opportunity to upgrade the quarterback position they will and as much as i like bryce young as much as you like bryce young there will be questions about bryce young and his size which will durability can he play the position because he's so small will levis has none of those concerns doing in the sec so will levis at number five Jay, you want to take pick six, seven, and fifteen. Uh,
1: At number six, the Jacksonville Jaguars get their franchise wide receiver, Jackson Smith, and Jigba wide receiver out of Ohio State. I don't know how much I like it, but if Trevor Lawrence is good this year, seeing JSN in Jacksonville is not the worst outcome. I was hoping he'd go to the Bears paired with Justin Fields because I just think I like that connection a little bit better. But if he does go sixth overall, I mean, this is the biggest thing with JSN is that it's very difficult for people to not project him as a top 10 pick. We've seen the way receivers have been drafted in the past few years, and it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that either JSN, Boutte, or Jordan Addison should be, if not all of them, top 10 to top 15 selections this season. And at number seven, the Detroit Lions decide to stack their new wide receiver mm. with the, his old quarterback, Ooh. Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama to Detroit at number seven. Give it. I'm to curious me. to think if they actually have the pick at seven, but I would love to see Bryce Young in this offense. I think he fits it really well. The biggest thing is that he would have an offensive line to go with these guys. I'm Ross St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, Jamison Williams. We'll see who else they bring in. Obviously, DeAndre Swift out of the backfield. Lots of talent. Lots of weapons. Great offensive line for Bryce love Young, it. who, like you have mentioned, issues with the size, the potential durability at the NFL level, but the talent on the field shows every single week. Former Heisman Trophy winner going for back-to-back. We'll see if he wins it. And at 15, the Houston Texans select Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver out of LSU. Mm. The second wide receiver off the board, right? How do you feel about Butte in Houston paired with Davis Mills?
0: Hey, this this would show a lot of confidence in Mills. And the reports out of Houston training camp is Mills has looked good. He's got command of the offense. I think Pep Hamilton and Lovey Smith are good culture setters. I think they're going to do everything that they can to put him in a position to be successful. The fact that he does have Brandon Cooks this year is good. We we saw what what's going on with John Mechie. Prayers up to John Mechie, but there's. Yep. You know, there's no guarantee that he's back playing football anytime soon. Uh, Kayshawn Butte, I would love it. Houston is just uh, a couple hours west of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So it's it's close to home. He's still playing down south. He's got a young ascending potential quarterback based on, again, the draft order is coming from Super Bowl odds, people. So I get it. I think Detroit is also a dark horse team to sneak into a wild card spot. But just based on Super Bowl odds, that's where they're picked. I would like it for uh, I would like it for Keyshawn Boutte and that pick was was the selection from Cleveland from the Deshaun Watson trade. Yes. So they get Keishawn Boutte there. The Arizona Cardinals at pick sixteen they go wide receiver. Could this signal the end of DeAndre Hopkins or is it just getting Kyler Murray more weapons? But they go wide receiver and they take USC new wide receiver Jordan Addison. Uh, I call him kind of like Slim Reaper 2.0. He's got that slim Devontae Smith build, downfield threat, should smash this season with Caleb Williams in that Lincoln-Riley offense. Jay, who's the first running back off the board? Is there any shock here? (laughs) Let's talk about it, though.
1: If there is a shock, I would be surprised. But at 17, finally, it's been years we've been asking for this. Miami selects Texas running back Bijan Robinson to finally complete – This offense, assuming Tua is still there next season, I guess we'll see about that because there is the case that Tua needs to step up the season. But Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua Tagovailoa, a good offensive line, hopefully revamped through free agency and the draft, and Bijan Robinson at the helm should be a prolific offense that can compete with the Bills in the afc now they don't have the bills defense but i think that offense can definitely compete with the bills to some respect i love the bills but this would be a damn good offense in miami and i'm excited to see it happen feels like we've been pegging a running back to miami for some time now and it seems like people are still hoping that happens let's see if it happens this coming season and Krabs obviously agrees bringing the stud running back out of texas to miami ray how would you like the fit of bijan robinson in miami
0: listen i'm looking at all these training camp clips of uh uh, what's his name? Chase Edmonds running through that line. I would love to see B. John Robinson there. So if that happens, that would be awesome. The Minnesota Vikings at pick 19, they go tight end, and they get tight end one off the board. Michael Mayer, big Michael Mayer, 87. Some people call him baby Gronk. I just call him a damn beast. Michael Mayer, this would be bad news for Irv Smith. Truthers, if he goes there, um, we'll see what Irv Smith does this year. But Michael Mayer to Minnesota at pick 19. Now, this one is—Jay, if I told you to guess the fourth quarterback off the board and I gave you a million dollars, would you have gotten this one right? Would you have gotten this one right? If
1: if How many guesses do I get? Because I think, I you think get I've three been guesses. on this a little bit. I think I've been on this a little bit. And so you, I, I don't remember exactly who it was on the list. I don't I would, know. I, I do know if you've
0: been on this. I have, I to, go,
1: I have to go A-Rich up there a little bit. Uh-huh um was it Grayson McCall maybe yeah could no, be a no McCall Probably a not.
0: rich I think a rich Phil Jerkovich maybe Phil Jerkovich is the guy Leary. that I would think is the dark horse Cam Ward yeah Cam
1: Ward could be who, no nope. who's the guy who he's the guy? got
0: the Seattle Seahawks the pick from Denver at pick 24 going with Stanford signal caller Tanner McKee Six foot six, oh. 225 pound gunslinger. He's got a cannon of an arm, not very mobile, but you know, Stanford, you look, they put Kevin Hogan in the league, Davis Mills. If Davis Mills is, is successful this year, that will definitely help elevate that Tanner McKee profile. We all know Andrew Luck out of Stanford. And if you did, if you have not watched the latest video that I posted on the Draft Network, Before everybody starts laughing, oh, my God, Tanner McKee can't happen. It's impossible. You go back through history from 2009 up until 2021, Jay, there have only been three times, three times, maybe four, maybe four if you count 2015, where the consensus top-rated quarterback going into their final college season actually is the top-rated quarterback during the NFL draft, and I mean, I mean, in 2009 it was Matthew Stafford, 2012 it was Andrew Luck, in 2021 it was Trevor Lawrence. Every year in between that 09 to 2021 draft class range, the top projected quarterback going into their final college season did not end up being drafted as the top quarterback for. And it was always somebody off the beaten path that wasn't even mocked in round one. Cam Newton in 2011, not even mocked in the first round. Robert Griffin III, not mocked in the first round. That was the number one, number two overall pick. You go back to 2014, I believe Teddy Bridgewater was the projected number one quarterback off the board. It ended up being Blake Bortles. Find me the analyst that had Blake Bortles as the top quarterback coming out of the NFL draft. So before we we know, we think we know, we got it all figured out. Even go back to 2020, Nobody was tanking for Joey Burrow. Nobody was tanking no. for Justin Herbert. Everybody was tanking for Tua Tagovailoa. So when you start going back and you really look at it, like, damn man, we are really shitty at figuring out which guys are going to be the top quarterbacks come NFL. Think about this past year. Wasn't Malik Willis a lock? Locked in number two. There's no locked. way the Lions let him fall past number two. Man, nope.
1: Yeah, and February if, March it was he could be number two, which and is if, insane and to if, think about and
0: right now. If, If he did fall past two, Jay, Carolina, he's not falling past six. If if he gets past Carolina, there's no way Pittsburgh passes on him. And then we see him fucking two days later in (laughs) round three, right? And it's Kenny Pickett who was the first-round pick. So let me just say, we know nothing. So he's got Tanner McKee going to Seattle at pick 24. And then the last fantasy-relevant player, Are you ready to be burned again, Jay? I I don't know how much... I I, am not ready to be burned again. I love Kyle. I just... I don't know. And I I like the player. I'm trying not to do it, Jay. But Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver out of TCU to Baltimore at pick 26. Josh Doxton. Jalen Rager. I'm just, I'm trying, I'm trying hard, man. I like Quentin Johnston. I'm trying hard not to fall down this path, man. I'm trying hard not to scout the helmet and be one of those guys. But man, and and Quentin Johnston is dope. He's a good, damn. he's a a damn good freak, man. He's a freak. Freak. He's a freak. He's big. He's fast. I'm lazy. It's lazy. And now I'm just being, it's lazy. I'm like, ah, TCU. I don't know if I want to do it. TCU, Baylor. I just it scares me, man. It scares me now, uh, we'll see though, but if if this were to play, let me just ask a question to the audience. if this were if this were how the first round shook out and we know it won't be, right? We know things will change. How do you feel about this class? How would you feel about, you know, because everyone said trade twenty twenty two go to twenty twenty three it's much better class, which I agree. I think it is a much better class overall. But how would you feel about it if, if, if Anthony Richardson's not one of the guys, if, if it's Tanner McKee, and we're going to do this every, we're going to talk mock drafts throughout the year, and it's going to be fun to track the player values and how we're valuing yes. these guys and trying to identify which players are going to rise from those college football ashes to be, you know, stars and project, projected top picks. It's kind of like...
1: <sighs> it's good. I, it's I, good. I think it's fine. Okay. You know? I, don't, I don't really have any issues with it. I think, okay. you know, you get Stroud in a great spot. You got mm-hmm. Bryce Young in a great spot, right? We get Levis in what we hope
0: would be, be a
1: great spot. I with would Dayball, love him right? with
0: Dayball. I would love him because right? he had, he had so Josh Allen.
1: You have that from the receivers. You got JSN going to Jacksonville. Pretty open situation. Don't mind that at all. You got Addison going to Arizona that we know. Very pass-friendly. And then you got Boutte at a wide-open situation in Houston. So I think we're in some pretty good waters here. Nothing really killing anybody. Obviously, Bijan's going to be a stud running back. Mayer in a great spot that needs a tight end in Minnesota. Tanner McKee, we'll see where he would go if he ultimately ends up going in the first round. I'm curious where people would value him. That's a little more difficult. And then Quentin Johnson in Baltimore, go right ahead. I'm not drafting him. Like that's that's pretty easy. But you see here, we've talked about you know where is the kind of the the cap for these guys. We're seeing about six to eight deep that we like pretty easily, regardless of the situation. If they do go and get good situations, it may get you know eight to nine deep. You know we've talked in the Discord about. Are these first overvalued yet? Because there is still a drop off at some point, and we will get there eventually. But right now, I'm loving what I'm seeing from the top six to eight guys and what their potential situations could be.
0: Stroud, Levis, and Bryce Young all top three picks for fantasy football purposes. Which quarterback do you want?
1: <sighs> That's tough, man. Because it'd be not that I'm saying. Oh man, they're they're all which in quarterback good, would not you want situations. I mean, I'd probably want Stroud. I think, I think he's in the best situation. It's just the coach, right? If 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 somehow Rule is still there, that's what scares me more than anything else. If they're picking number if four, if they're Moore, picking
0: four overall, he ain't there. But he ain't there, which
1: is fine. I'm happy with that. Then because that, you still got McCaffrey, you still got DJ Moore. They they probably bring in somebody else. I think Bryce Young is fine, and I and I think Levis could be great. I just don't know if all those guys fit perfectly. I think I have a really good idea of what to expect in Carolina. I don't know what to expect in New York, but we'll see it play out this year. So maybe that'll be more I would, clear. if And I would be willing to take Levis first overall.
0: If Levis, if, 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 I'm saying if, and we all know if if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk, right? But if if Levis is picked five overall to the Giants and Stroud goes to Carolina and Young goes to Detroit, I would take Will Levis as the first quarterback. But I, we've been over the, I've been a lot of people yeah, are trying to tell us I've been a big Levis long fan time. for a long time. I mean, it's it's betting on those traits, and when you've got someone that's got the physical tools that Will Levis possesses, it's hard for it. You go back to Josh Allen, and you look at his final college season numbers; they were awful. Like he was, he was, he didn't light the world on fire, and he was at fucking Wyoming. Like this dude's doing it in the SEC. I know he lost Wondell Robinson, but they've got Dane Key, They've got a Brown, Brown, Barion and Brown, and they got a transfer guy that came in. He's gonna have weapons. Chris Rodriguez looks to be cleared from his legal issues, and he's gonna have the stage to show it this fall. He's got a games against Anthony Richardson in Georgia, so I I probably would be taking big nasty, big Will Levis as the first quarterback off the board if he if he's if he's the number five pick, man and. I, I don't think that should be a hot take because of what he can do with his legs and his arm. It should be uh, it would be interesting. But shout out to Kyle Krabs. Go to the Draft Network. Check out the full mock. I'll just spoil it for everybody. Will Levin, uh, Will Anderson is the number one overall pick. And he should be because he's that damn good. But Jay, as it. That's the show, big dog. You got anything else to uh, holler at the people about before we get out of here so they can go and uh, spam for Deshaun Watson trades and all this other stuff, and we'll just watch the world. Real quick, real quick. Okay. Can Levis really run like Allen? Yes. Yes. And he may I think I would say Al, would you say yes? I, I would say Alan no, Allen. Go though. to player pro Allen ran a four seven some let me go look it up. I believe he ran four seven
1: for sure. I think it was, yes,
0: he 100 percent can run like Josh Allen, if not a little bit more. Like if not a yeah. little better. He ran a four seven five, which is moving. I would put money that Will Levis runs four seven five or sub fu- or sub four seven five. One hundred percent. Do we have a Kyler sure. meme winner? We will go through that. I think I, I think Jay and I identified three that we liked. We'll get the Kyler meme winner. We'll use that meme all season because we're sure he'll do a lot of crying. And we'll get you a DD uh, shirt sent out your way. But I appreciate y'all in the comments. I know we had a little troll action today. We just, we don't let those people affect us. It's a Monday. We're going to start this thing off positively. We got NFL news. The pads come on today. We got a mock draft that we could talk about. Y'all had wake up. So we ain't going to let that stop the show. So I appreciate y'all tapping in. If it's your first time on the channel, hit the thumbs up button. Like the content. Comment for the algorithm. Make sure you tap in. We'll be back live Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jay, I have no clue what we're going to talk about. Probably more training camp news. Wednesday, Wednesday. What did I say?
1: Monday? It's Monday
0: today. Did I say Monday? Y'all know what I mean. It's okay. Wednesday, You you know what I mean. You know what I mean. We'll be back on Wednesday. We appreciate y'all being here. Make sure you wake y'all asses up on Wednesday with me and Jay, man. Y'all have a great Monday, August 1st. Make it great, baby. We out of this thing. Peace.